an apostle of reformation with an uncommon debt in covenant realities given a divine mandate to spread the gospel of grace in excellence and spirituality he is consistently impacting so many lives in six campuses and many more across several continents apt in the spirit he decodes spiritual truths from the word of god and presents the gospel with exactitude and practical relevance your life moves in the direction by default of what you're saying faith is the confirmation that you believe it's been done a steward of faith staring a divine blueprint that has fast become a reference point globally he stands out as one of the emerging influences of the next generation of young leaders in africa fondly referred to as the father of the takeover generation across board he has changed so many lives and he's igniting the dynamics of fresh kingdom possibilities raising the next generation of change agents around the world and pushing the gospel through new frontiers in emerging technologies through Koza app and Koza TV. He is a loyal father, a devout mentor, an insightful teacher, a master giver, our greatest gift, God's anointed one, and a remarkable husband to our sensational mother Pastor Madele Fatoibo, ladies and gentlemen, with a heart of gratitude, receive with a loud ovation the senior pastor of the Commonwealth of Zion Assembly, our beloved father in the Lord, the Reverend Biodu Fatoibo. We love and celebrate you greatly, sir. Oh, come on, celebrate the King of Kings. be seated I celebrate you right back if I heard what you said we have been having interesting times in Koza recently the Lord has spoken to us that we are above only and not beneath if the Lord said he's gonna make us the head and not the tail that's good that's good enough but it says to tell us we will be above only. If it was a man that said it, a man can change his mind. He says, I will make you, which means those people he was talking to at the time were not the head. They were actually tails. These were people that their great-grandfather to about the 15th generation were slaves. Poor. But he said, I will make you the head and not the tail. I will make you. And it says you shall be above only and never beneath. In Galatians 3.13, Galatians 3.13, the Bible says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written that cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree, so that that blessing in Deuteronomy 28 verse 13 might come upon an Ekiti man who is in Christ Jesus, an Ebrahim man, an Ibo man. And you will say, Lord, you said to me, Christ died so that that can come upon you and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. In verse 29, the Bible says in that same chapter, it says, and if you belong to Jesus Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and an inheritor according to the promise in Deuteronomy 28. So we're not just claiming it. This is who we are. 
I love the song that the choir sang in the first service. I pray they will sing it again. They said, I'm above only. If you are looking for Roche, Roche is here. What a song. I was smiling from side to side when I heard that song. Because the word head is a Greek word, or is a Hebrew word, Roche. You know the meaning? It means you are the first. When this kind of prophecy is given to you, you think, these people don't know where I'm coming from. Nobody in my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are the right candidate because you are the first. You are the first. It means the first that will spearhead that particular thing. And as somebody say, if you are looking for Roche, Roche is here. Say, I'm the first. I'm the first. I'm the head. No pilot sits at the back. There seats at the head of the plane. Praise God. If you see that the side of the head of the plane, your treatment is different from when you sit at the tail of the plane. Tap your neighbor say, I'm the head. And you see what interests me is that you could be the head and God would say, let all that sit there. Come on. No. There's space for everybody. Yeah. So you're above only. And never beneath. Praise God. Yeah. So we started working it out and showing several things. How to make sure we play a part of the covenant to become that stuff. Okay, so let's first of all go. I'm going to go the route of the first service, but let me show you something in Psalm 24. Psalm 24 and verse 1. If you've not been paying attention, please pay attention. The earth is the Lord's. What's the meaning of that? The earth belongs to God. If you look at this Lord, it's capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. It talks about the owner, Adon, the owner. It belongs to the owner. That's where we have the word Adonai from. All and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. This is a very popular, except you don't have a grandmother. She would have read this to you. The earth belongs to the Lord. Or the earth is the Lord's. The sea of whole, the earth, is with the Lord. Jesus did not come for those who are lost. Go and check your Bible. It came for that which was lost. The reason why a man was lost was that something was given to him that was lost. It's the sea of all the earth. If you go to the book of Revelation, they said, oh, John said, I wept because nobody could open the seal. And the Bible says, an angel held him and said, weep not. For the line of the tribe of Judah has prevailed to open the seal. In other words, he has been qualified to open the scroll and to lose the seven seals. This seal is the seal of all of the earth. That was what the devil took from Adam in Genesis chapter 3. And he became naked. He was stripped of his glory. You know what the devil did? He took it to hell and hid it there. And he said, nobody can get this again. God cannot go to hell because it's only a sinner that can go to hell. That was why God had to be born as a man. And the sin of the world was placed upon him on the cross of Calvary. So that God had to judge him, take him to hell. But the intent was that they sneaked him into that prison to take that thing. And it says, I'm he that was and I'm now alive. And I have the keys of death and hell. 
Now he called the keys now. Matthew 28, 18. All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Verse 19. Go and make disciples of all nations. All power in heaven and on earth. He obtained it in hell. And came out with it. The sea of all the earth is no longer with the devil. It's now with God. Now, if you get on my land and I have the sea of who, and you built a house. I'll tell you to take your house. The land belongs to me. Go anywhere. Once I have the sea of who, build anything. It belongs to me. Guys, Satan is an illegal occupant on the earth. Himself, his cohorts, his children, those who serve him, they are illegal occupants on the earth. God is quiet because he's just laughing because he has the seal in his hand. From Genesis 3 to Genesis, um, to, to Matthew 28, the devil was in operations. But after Matthew 28, remember I said, don't go yet. But now he says, go, because we now have the power, and I'm deputizing you to go, to go and act on my behalf. So the earth belongs to your father. Everything on this earth belongs to your father. London belongs to your father. Australia belongs to your father. Everything there. Uh, China belongs to your father. Everywhere on earth belongs to your father. The earth belongs to the Lord. And all its fullness, the resources, the oil, the mineral resources, every single thing beyond the surface belongs to God. The world, the system, nobody is on the throne outside God. They may be wicked to God, they are there temporarily. Nobody has authority, nobody has uh, power, nobody has uh, finance, any kind of might. They are sitting on what belongs to your father. And those inside, I don't care how bad you are, I don't care how much you are adversarial towards God, God owns you. The day he needs what he puts in your heart that is beating, he collects it in one second. You own nothing. So what is going on now? God wants to settle the issue of ownership before he hands it over to you. When I tell you this, believe me. God wants to settle the issue of ownership before he gives it to you. The problem with us is this. God was the one that started ed education. The first thing written was written by God. The first book written was written by God. Legal system started by God. Everything that the secular world has taken now and perverted and twisted started by God. So God's idea was not that education is wrong, but your human spirit ought to be educated first before your mind is educated and then it reflects in your body. But now the reverse is the case for a lot of people. It is the mind that was first of all educated and the education given to you and I were given to us to take God out of our system. So there was a system started from Genesis chapter 3 
in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth but from Genesis 3 another system started called the world system cosmos this system was designed by Satan man was crying around oh I'm dead now I'm dead I'm naked and Satan said what's the big deal about that it's your spirit that was switched off the the candle inside of you was switched off but you know there's a mind that you have that is close to the spirit Hebrews 4, 12, the word of God is quick and sharper than two-edged sword. Is a designer. The Bible says it piercing the dividing of this divide, division of soul and spirit. Because soul and spirit are close. Your soul can also function like your spirit. Animals don't have spirit, but they have soul. Your soul is where you have your emotion, your intellect, your memory, your imagination. Satan said, don't worry, I can twist everything. You can access the spiritual world from your soul. Your, your spirit is shut down. Don't worry about that. There will be meditations and levitations. And several things that can make you do. I will educate your mind. Man is powerful. Began to teach man how to do several stuff outside God. The preoccupation of all of that is to make sure you exist without God. But man was not designed to exist without God. To function properly without God. So most people you see functioning outside God because you can Psalm 115 verse 16 the heavens even the heavens are the Lord's but the earth he has given not to one man to humanity children of men so if you have this king you have a right that supersedes God in their affairs that's why demons need to possess human beings to do things on earth and the Holy Ghost also needs to possess human beings to do things on earth before Matthew 28 18 Satan came to Jesus and said I will give you the kingdom of this world and his glory it's been delivered to me and I can give it to you don't need to go to hell to be looking for the sea of all I can give it to you there was that something that God Jesus was looking for that Satan also wanted that's why demons saw him and said Jesus we know you you are the son of God you are not human this thing is between human and us, humans and us. You're not supposed to be part of it. Shut up! I'm the son of man. I was born. You are an illegal occupant on the earth. I was born. I have a right to this thing because I am the son of man. As the father has life in himself, the son has life in himself, but the son has authority because he's the son of man. You'll see what the Bible says in Philippians 2, that wherefore God has exalted Jesus and given him a name above all names, that the name of Jesus every, in heaven, in earth, and everything. Why? Because they settled the issue of ownership. Everything Jesus did was based on what pleased his father. It was what his father wanted that he did. He didn't want to go to the cross. But he said, let your will be done. So the issue of ownership must be settled before you enter into the fullness don't think that the the world system or people worshiping the devil have more advantage than us no the way the devil gives it to his children is not the way god gives it god settles the issue of ownership now to understand god better you need to study the old testament because all the things that happened in the old testament was a drama why is it that daniel's name will be called God is my judge or God is my defender. Did you see how God defended him? Why will it be that the name of Job means the tempted one? All those things were drama. 
to act for us in the New Testament who God is. Now, when they were coming out of Egypt and they crossed the Red Sea, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Apostle Paul made us realize that that was a type of being born again when they crossed the Red Sea. The Bible says all of them were baptized into Moses. Were they baptized into Moses? No. It was telling them that Moses was the one that led them to cross that thing. So crossing the Red Sea was a type of being born again. Being in the wilderness is when you are born again, you are not grown yet. You have not entered into your inheritance. Those things are types and shadows. But you see, they said one prayer. Father, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Pure Red Sea opened. But entering Jordan, Jordan did not open. They stepped into it with principles. They stepped into it. They, the water got here before the water opened. So to enter into your inheritance and your destiny, you need to get in the word. Those things are drama. Principles are hidden there that you must understand and begin to follow. Did you notice what happened? Jericho was not the promised land. It was the gateway to the promised land. God said to them, we need to settle ownership. We need to settle who owns this thing you're about to go into. Are you the one that owns it or I am the one that owns it? They said, you are the one that owns it. Okay. The first city, burn everything for me. Don't take anything. So God gave them the victory. They burned everything. But there's a guy called Achan who took some garments and took some things and buried it in the camp. The next day, they were going to fight a city. Imagine somebody who conquered Abuja, now going to fight Kuji. They said, military guys, sit down, sit down. Let's few people go. And Kuji beat them and turned them back. Joshua was on his face from morning to night saying, Lord, what is going on? God said, I'm not with you in this battle because we have not settled the owner. If God gave Adam the entire garden and did not allow one tree to be there that they told him not to touch, before long, Adam would think he's the owner. What is it about that tree? What is there in having knowledge and good and evil? God just put something there to let him know. As long as you obey this, you know I'm not the owner. God always wants to settle the issue of ownership before he launches us into the vista of near horizon. I can show you this principle all over scriptures. God decided to enter into a covenant with a man called Abraham. When he crossed river Euphrates, he became the first Hebrew. And then he entered into another covenant with him, he became the first Jew. This guy was from Mesopotamia. He was just like an Arabian before God changed him. You know what God said? God said the tip on your private part as a man, cut it for me. What does God want to do with that? As long as every male child that comes out of you cuts it, it establishes ownership. Number two, present them before me once a year. Let them stand before me. Ownership must be settled. There was a guy that had a land. He farmed on the land. The land brought plenteous things. And he said, oh, my soul. I'm going to build more barns and put things there. And I will say, my soul should rest. God said, you're a fool. You don't own anything. You've not settled the issue of ownership. Tonight, you will die. And I will now see whose will those things be. Then you will know that you're not the owner. If there's anything God is trying to let you get, is this issue of ownership. When we say stewardship, oikonomos is the Greek word for stewardship. Oikonomos. Oikos, nomos. Oikos means to build. 
Amen? Amen. Nomos is the word from which you have the word name. To name the builder is oikonomos. To say, you know what? Something I'm a caretaker. That's the meaning of oikonomos. I'm a caretaker. I'm a steward. Somebody that they entrusted something in his hand. Your breath. Your brain. Your ideas. Your life. Your strength. Your age. Your intellectual. Your intellectual prowess. Every single thing about you was given to you. Alas, master. For it was borrowed. It was borrowed. It was borrowed. If something shifts in your brain now and you, you start seeing a man like a woman in your office, they will take you for the best treatment. After a while, they will advise you, please, you need to resign. Someone else needs to take your place. You now realize that everybody running after you, clapping for you, and only clapping for you because the owner placed some things in you. Peter said, why do you coordinate yourself like all you have was not given to you? In this kingdom, there is no achievement. There is only receiving. Think about it. Don't think far. Don't think about other people. Think about yourself. The family you were born, were you the one that chose it? Even your gender, were you the one that determined it? How tall you are, how short you are, did you determine it? Your voice texture, your confidence. Some of, you know, there's, in this church, I spoke to an individual who talks very well. I said, where did you go to school? <laughs> the person laughed and said, Pastor, if I mention my school, you will laugh. I've never gone past the Lagos airport before in my life. I said, what? And you talk like this. Listen. Listen. There are lots of things in your life that comes natural with you that others marvel about. Everything you have was given to you. If you don't settle the issue of ownership, you will struggle. The earth is the Lord. David said, the lines have fallen to me. You know the meaning of lines? Measurement. When God gave me a portion, the measurement fell into a good places. Into good places. He said, yay, I have good inheritance. My prayer for you today is that in the name of Jesus, as an individual, no matter your color, no matter who you are, no matter your innuendos and your idiosyncrasies, as your amen will be loud right now, everything God has budgeted for you, for the reason why he sent you to the face of the earth, let them begin to embrace you. You will not come to the earth and live without tapping into those things. Dr. Miles Monroe, blessed memory, was a blessing to our church. One of the graces we have enjoyed in this church is Dr. Miles Monroe. And one of the things that launched him to the world was a phrase, die empty. The first time he met me, he told me, he said, Biodo, make sure you die empty. I thought it was an insult until he began to explain to me. He said the most prosperous place is the, is the graveyard. There are lots of books that were not written, lots of ideas that were not fructified, lots of things that were supposed to be done that people died with they carried them because the gifts god has placed on your inside not many people the best of us don't even tap into 10 percent of what's on your, on, your, on your inside and the problem is the issue of ownership he said to saul when you were little in your eyes did i not make you the king of israel but the moment god starts to lift us up we start getting full of ourselves and god backs off god backs off because we've not settled the issue of ownership. Psalm 127 and verse 1, let me show you something. 
Unless the Lord builds a house, they hustle in vain. That's the reason why you've been going up and down. Unless God do it, you will be struggling in vain. Listen, guys. Ask those who saw us in 2008. My major message for six months was the rest of God. For the rest of God. I don't even let people write me letters and say, they're co-laborer. I don't like it. I've come into rest. I labor, but I labor with the mindset that I've been introduced to rest. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain, who build it? Unless the Lord guards the city, those watchmen watching, they, they are awake in vain. They are awake in vain. Watch this. It is in vain for you to rise up early, sit up late, eat the bread of sorrow. But there are some people that God gives sound sleep. There is beloved. And they get more result than you. Verse 3. Behold, children, I inherited from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Those children are not your own. Take care of them. Protect them. Guide them. Raise them up. But once you cross the line, you are going to be in trouble. They are not yours. You are custodians of your children. You own nothing. I own nothing. One day, I had this beautiful car. I had this beautiful car that I used to really, really love. I love cars. We just bought it. And I, was, I, I barely enjoyed it. When a pastor, invite, a pastor invited me to preach in Lagos. When I got to the place, a pastor I respect a lot. Older than me in ministry. And I noticed that the drivers driving us were not church members. Which means they rented the cars. Ah, I'm thinking, what's going on here? Why? And the, the drivers were driving anyhow and they were talking anyhow. The Lord said, you have seen it. Haven't you seen it? That's your car at home. Bring it here. Ah! <laughs> I'm telling I'm not making it up. See, there are two things that are very difficult for me to give. My ties and a car. <laughs> I have ties of 20 years. Are you all still here? If I give you a tie, man. And God has made me to remove my tie after services a lot. Someone just tells me, don't tell me today. I won't be after this. I won't be. After the service, I won't see you. Don't tell me you like this. But people have told me, I like it. I just remove it and give it to them. Because I don't want to own something that owns me. You understand? But I tell you, it's a huge sacrifice for me. People like wristwatches. I'm not a wristwatch freak. People like, I just like ties. And cars. Praise God. So I struggled with it. So my kids went to school. When they came back, my son asked me, my first son said, where's this car? He mentioned the name. I said, oh, the owner told us to give it to someone else. He said, what? Daddy, you don't own that car? I said, no, I don't. <laughs> I never did. He said, who did you borrow the car from? Why would you borrow a car from somebody? I said, I didn't borrow it. God gave it to us. And when he was ready to take it, he told us to. He said, oh, why are, you, why are you trying to say that? I said, I'm telling you the truth. And that must be your mindset towards everything. Do you know? <laughs> years after, there was even a time 
that we did not have any car. We were having two of days of glory. It took some lovely members in this church to get us cars to use for our guests because the Lord told us, do this with this, do this with this, do this with this. We didn't have any car. And when it was time for the owner, he brought the latest of all those cars we gave, brought them back with ease. The problem is you are too, you, you are too secular-minded that you think you own yourself. This is the reason why a lady, and please apology without prejudice, I do not mean to be rude, but this is the reason why a lady thinks, oh, if I open my cleavage, if I do this, I will get a boyfriend. Is that the kind of boyfriend you want? Is that the kind of person that you want to be the father of your kids? No, you don't. You don't. That's not the kind of person you want. You want somebody who's going to love you for you, love your career, help you, be part of your life, respect you. But you see, you, I, I, thank you very much that you're clapping. I don't mean to be rude, but I just want you to wake up to something you probably not thought about. Not understanding that you don't own yourself makes you see, I mean, we used to have some brothers in this church who used to, we confronted a couple of them. We used to look at ladies that came out for tithe, where they had the car keys, go to the car park and run after them. Those are people that have short changed their destiny. They have thought they would never make it. So they are looking for a lady with a car or a lady with a British passport or something like that. While all those things are good, if the Lord chooses to give you such inheritance, don't let those fickle things, those fleeting things be the morale behind your choices. Don't marry a car, don't marry a passport, don't marry, don't marry job, don't marry suit, don't marry shoe. When, before I was married, I used to wear one, one trousers to church, six months. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. There are things that are temporal you can add. If you follow the owner, he's going to really surprise you. Some people think I like talking down on myself. No. You see, if you've left the cross, you will show your scars. But if you're still on the cross, you have no scars to show. Because what I'm talking to you about, I've passed through it. That's why I can show it to you. Don't spend your entire life trying to figure out how life ought to be lived. You will waste time like that. You will waste time like that. God is looking for people that have settled ownership from the beginning. I don't own Koza. That's why nobody can sink Koza. If I owned it, all they do need to do is to sink me and Koza will sink. But the owner cannot be sunk. I don't own Koza. And if you are close to leadership, you will see that I don't coordinate myself like the owner of Koza. If you are close, from afar you may think, but if you are close to leadership, you, you see that I don't coordinate. My mouth is only with this microphone. Once I draw this microphone, I'm a very gentle person. Praise God. Sometimes you see when I come to church, I'm looking for the program. They tell me when to come upstage. We've structured it. They tell me what to do. Hallelujah. Praise God. I said praise God. Hallelujah. Tap your neighbor and say the earth belongs to the Lord. There is nothing on this earth that is not in the hand of your father. This scripture purchased this land for us. The scripture. We were at the Metro Plaza. 
trying to raise funds for this land. I prayed, I almost died. I fasted, I gave. Until one day I saw the scripture. And the Holy Ghost just reminded me the scripture in Yoruba language. Now the way that Yoruba, the transliteration of the Yoruba language is the what's going on here? <laughs> you see, we don't plan these things. These guys are just brilliant. Tioluanile means ile means the ground. The Lord owns the land and the things in the land. I stopped. I said, if God owns Koza and he owns land and he can't give his church land, why am I worrying? I came to church and I shared it. I said, guys, I've stopped worrying. They said, why? I said, because I saw Psalm 24, verse 1, in Yoruba language, that God owns the land. So if I am so sure that I don't own Koza and God that owns Koza cannot give Koza a land, what is now my problem? That was the last day I spoke about it. You must settle the issue of ownership. Now it sounds like a pastoral psych. But I, the day you believe what I'm telling you is the day your life starts to fly high. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 19. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 19. Give me the KJV and see what Apostle Paul starts with. Say after me, say, what? what? Paul was saying, you've been born again for a long time. You don't know this thing? You don't know? No wonder you are struggling. This church, all of them were struggling. They were joking for position. I want to be this. I belong to Paul. I belong. They say, oh, now I know why. You are comparing yourselves. You are into rat race. I know why you are joking for power. Don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? Which ye have, which ye have of God. Read the next thing. Read it loud, somebody. Look at somebody and say, I'm not my own. Find a new neighbor because somebody's not catching it. Find a new neighbor and say, I'm not my own. That's why when Kirk Franklin came with GP, it shook the world. GP, are you with me? It means God's property. Are you with me? Oh yeah, we have a charge. We are going nowhere. God's property. God's property. If you know me very well, you know that the Holy Ghost has diverted this message. I just wanted to share a scripture and get it to the message, but it just took it over from me. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. One day the Philistines, because the children of Israel were in backsliding circumstance, they conquered them. I'm going to share on this uh, as a leadership principle very soon. When they brought the Ark of the Covenant to the camp of Israel, they shouted. And the Philistines started shaking. They said, ha, their God is in their midst. And one Philistine rose up and said, don't fear them. Get yourself together as a man. And they defeated Israel as a man. There are things you can do by making up your mind. By putting yourself together. Daring what others fear. But they made a mistake. They did not know that they only won because the children of Israel were in backsliding circumstance. They won them and they dared to touch God's property. 
They carried the ark and put it in the temple of Dagon. Dagon was singing, hey, 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 Philistines, see, make your victory, stay where you, no carry, hey, hey. They, 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 they put it there. The next day, they found Dagon. Dagon lie flat beside God's property. Are you following what I'm trying to say to you? They took Dagon up and said, what, is, what means this? The next day, he broke the hand of Dagon. Broke it. They didn't still get it. Are you following what I'm trying to say to you? They carried God's property. They carried the Ark of Covenant and took it to the temple of Dagon. Well, the news is not that they carried the Ark of Covenant. The news is that you are now the Ark of Covenant. So you are now the temple of the Holy Ghost and you are not your own. Tap your neighbor say some people carry their God, but my God carries me. Some people provide for their God, but my God provides for me. Come, come on, somebody shout, yes, somebody. Think about all the things that bounce you off your track is basically because you have not received the revelation that you are not your own. When will I get married now? I'm not my own. How many of you have children? Do you know there are things your kids don't think about? You think for them. You plan it for them. If your father's been evil, know how to give good to you. How much more? That's what Jesus said. Your heavenly father. This revelation, if you don't, please, if you just, I beg you, in case you've been damaged and people have told you, pastors, psych people, just go home and pray. And say, Lord, I may not know you so much. Is it true that I am not my own? Do you know the next verse is so mind-blowing? The next verse says, God didn't just go to claim you. He asked the devil. That's the meaning of redeemed. You know the meaning of redeemed? You were hoeing. You were collateral. You couldn't pay. So the creditor came. Everyone hoeing. They put them in the in a truck. As you are going, you are shouting, Mama Mulika, tell my mommy, they are taking me away. They are taking me. You are shouting from the truck. Mama is well. they don't take me off. They don't. <laughs> Suddenly your uncle, who your dad already helped before, saw you by the NMPC. He drove and overtook the trailer. He said, stop. My nephew is inside. He said, he's going to say, how much is he on you? He paid. And they offloaded you. That is redemption. That's redemption. That's the meaning of redemption. See, I've been redeemed. So he says, don't you know that you are not your own? He didn't just claim you. He said, I put the mark on you. I put... No, he asked the devil. Adam sinned. What price do you want? He says, look at verse 20, everybody. They were taking you away. He said, for you, you were bought with a price. You were bought with a price. Can I blow your mind? You don't pray for a product twice. So you have no other price to pay. Apart from self-discipline. You hold the devil nothing. If I dash you a, a television and I give you the receipt, do you go back to the shop and say, and they give me this, but I want to pay again. Do you pay for a product twice? You don't pray for it. It's been the gift of righteousness has been given to us. And that's it. He said, What? Don't you know that you've been bought with a price? 
and you are not your own. In the middle of sin is I. There's no sin you sin. There will be I in the middle. When you worry, what do you say? I will I do this now? How will I survive? When will I get married? That's where you start sinning. God says 366 times in the Bible, fear not! I have a younger brother. Somebody beat him in the neighborhood. He came on me, was shaking. I said, ah, what's wrong with you? He said, they beat me. I said, where? Let's go. <laughs> the guy did not know it was my relation. So I got there. I said, sorry, I have a question. They said, you beat my brother. Ah, he said, now your brother. I said, yeah. Ah, he said, I did. I said, no, sorry, no, they didn't. I said, slap him. <laughs> I won't even fight you. No, I bought, I've, I've gone beyond that level. Sla he was shaking. I slapped him. You are beside me shaking. Are you fine? Do you know who is talking to you? I said, slap him. He gave him two slaps. I said, hey. I said, so next time, ask questions. Okay? Then I left. Are you all still here? Why did I slap that guy related to me? Because he was afraid of someone beside me. It's an insult to God for you to be, come on, talk to me somebody. It's an insult to God. of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. I'm not my own. Settle the issue of... You have a medical report that is bad? Settle it. I'm not my own. Kennedy Dickens said, if you choose to stand forever, you don't stand for too long. They were about killing Paul. Philippians 1.21 this was how he dealt with the devil. Instead of him worrying, shaking. In Philippians 121, it says, For me to, tomorrow is judgment. But for me to live tomorrow is Christ. To die is gain. Satan, there's no outer of fear. If I live, I live to Christ. If I die, is my gain. You can't scare me. I have gone beyond those you can scare. I'm not my own. Do you know where I'm coming from? You know, when my wife and I, just, I mean, I'm talking about five years ago. Eight years ago, people will come and say, Hey, Pastor Biodo, there are pastors that have gone before you. Learn. As you are doing church, be doing your own. No, be doing, hey. You know, this is your moment now. I'll tell my wife. See, that these people don't even know where we're coming from. If you know my story, if you know my story, you'll stop worrying about me. If you know my story, you'll stop worrying about me. I don't know if you believe the story I've told you before. That one day I just felt like, I was an unbeliever. I just felt like going to buy cigarettes. One of your problems is that some of you thought it was when you gave your life to Christ that God started loving you. Why we were yet sinners. I bypassed some people in a truck. If they knew that I was one of the boys they were looking for, they would have finished me. The next thing I had gone show, they killed everybody in the room. Where would I have been today? Hell! 
That's why I, you can't love God more than me. Trust me. I'm not perfect, but I tell you. I told, I told my I said, me? This was a story I told my father that they said, eh? Okay, going to ministry. I said, I would have died. Don't you know this is my friend? He died now. He said, eh? Ah. Listen. He that has helped you on six occasions. It is not now that you abandon you. Are you all still here? It's not now. How did I take off that day? With no shoe. <laughs> How I appeared. Where I appeared, I cannot tell. As I crossed a certain place, I don't want to give too much description. I said, Lord, if you save me, I will save you. I have prayed that prayer many times in my life. <laughs> As I don't believe, I just had this fear of God. If you save me, I will serve you. And my heart goes to somebody here that you've been delivered from many troubles. And you have prayed that prayer. Lord, if you save me, as soon as he saved you, you forgot about God. God has asked me to invite you today. Now listen to me. I told my wife, I said, these people don't know us. I have zero fear about my future. Now, you may think maybe I'm saying it now. Ask those who have known me. Zero fear about my future. If you knew how I got into ministry, you will know that I'm telling you the truth. I never saw a pastor who ever looked like what I look today. No template. My pastor used to use Suzuki machine. And he was uh, a lecturer doing his PhD. Pastors were poor where I was raised. She's here. You know Mommy D. If you tell a story, you didn't tell it very well, Mommy D will correct you. <laughs> I said, I want to marry you, but can you marry a poor man? Because I, I'm going to be poor. I'm going to be a pastor. And she said, if it is you, I'll marry you. We both signed. We didn't know it would be like this. The Lord just chose our inheritance for us. We had no idea. So I'm not one of those people that uh, I have zero fear about my future because he chose something for me when I did not know the worth. It is not now that you abandon me. I'm not my own. If you are your own, you will need to protect yourself. Some of us the kind of Nigeria we grew up in is no longer the Nigeria we are in now. Some of us woke up, went to neighbors' houses to eat. Even slept in neighbor. Wave your hands to me. Now, if you have a child, that your child has gone to neighbors' houses, or let me say it this way, if you've not allowed your child to go to the third house, wave your hands to me. Did you see this? We protect what belongs to us. You can protect how much more God. But you know, there's a time your child becomes 21. He says, ah, I'm not a child now. That's when they start entering trouble. When they are now their own. Are you all still here? You say, I don't go there. Ah, why are you telling me? I'm not a child. Ah, you can't tell me when to come back. Ah, uh, uh, all right. Oh, Diego. That's where some people are now. God says this. They say, no, 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 no. Me, my Christianity. All right. But if you are not your own, God tells you, step here. 
Don't do this. Go and go there. Okay. I'm not my own. We are dolosses. Say this after me. Say we are dolosses. It's an oxymoron, oxymoron, make your pardon, that we are selling liberty, but we are in prison. Who is a dolos? Remember, every jubilee, you must set your debtors free. Any slave, you must set them free. A jubilee. But you see, the master has been so good to us. When he set us free, we bade him goodbye. They did a freedom party for us. We got to Gilmore Junction. And we said, where are we going, Seth? To who? To whom shall we go? Jesus said to Peter, ah, the message I preached yesterday, I've lost members. You are here, Peter. Peter said, to whom shall we go? Because you, with you are the words of life. God brags on that. Satan, have you seen my servant? I set him free. He came back to me. I've called him to liberty, but he's always under my shadow. He's always with me. Have you seen him? Everyone with you, you force them to stay there. You are either putting them in bondage by a fake covenant or anything. But this ones, I let them go. They came back. A dolos is a kind of... When you see, Paul says, I, Paul, a bond servant of the Lord. He says, how can we be bond servants in the New Testament? Is a do, the Greek word is dolos. Because now, we've got into the junction and we told ourselves, to whom shall we go? This man has been good to us. Then we come and willingly say, you know what? You set us free. Now, we are a special kind of slave to you now. It's not because you bought us. It's not because we are under bondage. We willingly submit. Such slaves are adopted to be sons. Are you following what I'm trying to say? So that's why we are dolosses and then we are sons of God. Because we've been adopted. Praise God. Praise God. Say, say after me, say I'm not my own. Say, I've been bought with a price. Say, I'm not my own. It says, whoever touches you, touches the apple of my eye. It says, I put a mark upon you. Amplified says, I've tattooed your picture at the palm of my hand. If you meet God, look at this palm, you'll see my picture tattooed there. <laughs> First Peter chapter 5 verse 7, as I begin to close. Glory be to God. Amen. Father, I give you the glory. It just bounced off the message of me. I'll preach the message on Tuesday. Casting some of your care. Oh. Ask your neighbor, say, what do you care about? Yeah. Listen, the other day, <laughs> Bishop Adelakon was operating in, the, in, in, a, in a strange anointing. And I said, receive your babies. I pushed my wife away. I said, if I hear amen. <laughs> a protocol standing here started laughing. <laughs> It has happened to us before. So, I'm not joking with short prayers. <laughs> Why? We don't care about that. What you care about, your neighbor don't, don't care about it. But whatever it is that you care about, casting your care upon him, for he cares for you. Let's look at the New Living Translation of verse 7. Give all your worries. Come on, talk to me somebody. And your cares, give it to God. For he cares about you. Message Translation. 
live carefree. You know why you must live carefree? Someone like, you know my son Ephraim. He's not thinking ever. Uh-huh. So what clothes will I wear? Uh-huh. So what will I eat? No, he doesn't. He, we force him to eat. You know, he came, he does, he's not thinking about that. One day my son, my first son and I were looking at him. And my first son said, man, I, I, just, I just envy Ephraim. I, I said, why? He said, he has no care. <laughs> and it dawned on me. He's not even thinking about anything. His mommy has made it happen. Mommy, mommy, mommy has made it happen. No, no, okay. Live carefree before God. He's most careful with you. Oh, let me show you the big one. Amplified. It blows it. Casting your whole care and breaks it down. It says your anxieties, your worries, all your concerns, once for all, dump it on him. Why? He cares for you and watchfully. The eyes of the Lord goes to and fro, looking for how to show himself strong on behalf. Ask any life diver or lifesaver, swimming pool, uh, what do you call them? Lifeguard. No matter how much they can swim, no matter how strong they are, you fell into the pool, you're about to start gulping and drinking. <laughs> you know, drink is different from drink. <laughs> Are you all still here? Are you all struggling? It's either they come from the back. They don't, they don't approach you because they want to save you. If you grab them and you grab their hands like this, because you are struggling for life, you hold on to them. Some are smart, they can, tap their, they can tap their feet, come up, and but there are people that grab you. You are going down together. It's not like me grab you. May God help you. Have you seen someone who is sucking, life is just leaving them, the way they grit their teeth, you can't even open their mouth. They bite their own tongue sometimes. An unusual strength comes on them. And guess what? When people are dying, they become heavier. I don't know why. So lifesavers sometimes let you, they watch you, they let you struggle a little bit till you calm down. Then they pick you up before life goes out of you. As long as you are struggling, God leaves you. You're trying to make things happen. Trying to, and listen, you don't need the brain of an astronaut to know you are in the middle of, because God sent me to you. You have tried all sorts. You have lied to everybody, lied to yourself. Done everything. It's not working. It's time for you to cast your care upon him. Your worries, your anxieties, the things that bounce you off God. Why don't you, you've, I mean, it's been like 10 years now you've been trying to do it by yourself. Why don't you just try God this time around? And it's not somebody that can fail you. Some people, once you are at their mercy, they will mess you up. But God says, no, I can have it. Let me have it. Why? You are not your own. Some people don't know that when they fail, God has failed. 
There are things that happen to you every day, not because you are good. It is because God's name is involved. He set me on the path of righteousness for his name's sake. For his name. One of the prayers I wanted to pray is, Lord, <laughs> your name is involved in my name because I've been named with your name. I bear upon my body the mark of Christ. If I fail, you are the one that failed though. You are going to pray to say, Lord, use my life to advertise your power. Those two prayer points are enough. And you are going to drop your care before him once for all. But if you are here today, you are not born again. You come to church. All you need to do is to just check your Instagram page. You will know that you are not born again. You will know. You are, you are trying too hard to belong. You, 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 are, you are bending or breaking all your biblical principles to belong, to be accepted by who? People who want to be running to you. I said it earlier, maybe it was the first service, when I gave my life to Christ. A friend of mine who was like a bodyguard, he asked me, he said, where are you going? I said, fellowship, because it's a Bible in my hand. And the way I was walking, I was running. He said, ah, <laughs> what's going on here? He laughed, he sat on the floor, and rolled on the floor. I can never forget that picture. He rolled on the floor. I said, why are you laughing? He said, are you frustrated? To the glory of God, I'm not talking him down. I have paid his rent twice, if not twice, right now. He calls me for help. I'm not talking him down. I'm not saying I'm more special. But a choice I made that day made a difference in my destiny. Some of you are so concerned about people and you're not concerned about yourself. What you don't know is that you are a savior to that family. You cannot afford to fail. You are supposed to save a generation. Some people's successes are tied to yours. Imagine if I was, uh, I don't even know, I don't want to describe anything right now. And I'm trending everywhere. People like me. The destiny is tied to the grace upon my life today. Where would it have been this morning? You may not be a pastor, but there's something God has placed in your life to save a thousand generations. It all starts with your choice. This morning, if you can make a choice, I'm not saying the next day something will happen to you, but a journey has started that if you keep going on that journey, there's a guarantee for your life to take a new turn. Those who have concluded on you, they are not God. If they could conclude, let them conclude on their own lives. The expert that said, this is how far you can go. Let us see how long he can go himself. But when a man is with God, it becomes a majority. Man's extremities are God's opportunities. Anything you thought you've done before, that anything you thought you've not handled before, becomes a tool in God's hands. I asked a question. I asked the workers a question on Friday. The rod that Moses used to divide the Red Sea. What was that rod? That was the rod he used to kill somebody. That was why God said, what is that in your hand? He said, a rod. He said, throw it down. Suddenly, serpent came out of it. He took the devil out of it. Go and check the Bible. From the time Moses picked up that rod, the Bible never calls it the rod of Moses. It was called the rod of God. God wants to use your past. Use it to usher you into a new dimension of your future. Never say never with someone who comes in contact and encounters God. Listen to me, I'm so serious about the service. I'm not even playing games. I have exploits in my mind because I know greatness is in front of me. 
People, you may not think you're great, but I see greatness in you. I see that inside a black pot is where a white pop comes out from. You don't look like what is about to come out of you. And all will happen if you tag with Jesus. He's the true vine. When you become a branch, what flows to him will flow to you. It doesn't matter the family you came from. There will be a new beginning. New things will come out of you. You may still have struggles, but I tell you the truth. Uh, step, every step you take is one less step you need. And I want to encourage you, no matter who you are, no matter how big you are, it's time for you to become a man before your maker. And say, Lord, I'm tired of being my owner. I want to be your own. If you want to do that this morning, we are not going to shut our eyes in this place. We are not going to bow our heads. It is probably the best day of the rest of your life by the decision you're about to make. You're not a man because you have muscles. You're a man because you know this is what I ought to do and you damn all consequences and you do what you got to do. You're here today. You know that you need Jesus. Oh, they're already coming. They're already coming. Don't wait for nobody. Just come, 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 come. Don't wait for nobody. Don't be a hypocrite. If the Lord has spoken to you, don't harden your heart. Come. Don't care about anybody. Be selfish. I want to see your self-love right now. Your self-love. Don't care about anybody. Care about yourself. Then I surrender all to you. voice of God listen 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 before it's too late Listen to me, everybody. We have a very short time. I spent time worshiping. This is the results when you worship. There's nothing I've said that is a big deal. If you look at this, my brothers and my sisters out here, there are not people you can just talk to and they will come out. God himself drew you out, my brother. And you know what? He does not call you out in vain. Never. Oh, I remember like yesterday when I gave my life to Jesus Christ. I stood there and it was, I, I asked myself, how will you survive? Where will you start from? Where? And if you don't have that question in your mind right now, then you don't need Jesus. 
Jesus is the one that will turn your life around. Listen, guys. Look at me, everybody. When God called the plants to come out of the ground and herbiscus flowers came out, it didn't look like the ground. The ground is dirty. But what came out of it was different. See, God has hidden something in you. Satan has seen it. You know the problem? You have not seen it. You are relating to yourself based on the money in your account. You don't know something dangerous. Listen, you don't need to tell me I'm dangerous. You don't have many pastors like me. I talk to young people. God uses me a lot. People who will not listen to other people. To the enemy, I'm very dangerous. If you let this boy be, if you leave him, you will do some crazy things. Same with you. I feel a connection with you. I feel that when God called me, God, God called you. God had you in mind. That's the way I wanted to relate to yourself from now. Don't relate to yourself based on uh, who you are hoeing, those you invited to their party. No, there's something in you hidden. Hallelujah. Finally, before I pray for you, you're still coming? Amen. Some Christians are the most selfish human beings on this earth. They are saved. When it's altar call time, mm, they are wasting our time. Do you understand what we're doing? Do you understand what we're doing? Lazarus was dead for four days. When Jesus Christ was on the cross, where was he? But look at Mary. That encountered Jesus was with him all through. The greatest discussion in hell is altar call. I'm already here. Abraham, please don't let my sons be here. Let me go and tell them. I'm already in hell where worms don't die. People are just shouting every hour. They never die because they are spirit beings. I cannot come out again. Do you know how many people in your family that have left this earth without Jesus? And if they didn't receive Jesus, that's where they are right now. But God in his mercy saved you. You can imagine someone doesn't have a father here. And the father is already somewhere that he doesn't like. And the man right in pains is excited this morning that I may be here, but my son is not here. I may be here, but my daughter is not going to come here. If people could send their account details, I mean, they can transfer money from hell, they'll be giving it to churches. Say, please go to my neighborhood. Go. Make sure you reach out to my family. This place is real. If we stop the entire service to spend another hour to call people here, it's worth it. This thing you've done now translates to eternity. The Bible says angels burst into rejoicing over one soul. Imagine how many of you here and on the internet. They don't shout when there's a miracle. They shout over souls that are saved. I give one more call. You want to come? Come. Come. Before we pray for them. Anybody want to come?
come. Thank you. Come, come, come. That's you. Come, 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 come. And I crown you King God. Oh, you are all I can't hear you. I can't hear you. this morning I'm taking time but straight forth your hands towards these people pray in tongues pray for them nobody that came out should remain the same no matter the curse no matter the impediment in front of them nobody should remain the same today should be the first day nobody should encounter God in our church and return remaining the same let there be an unusual touch let there be an unusual encounter Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' precious name. Church, let's do it together with them. Let them feel part of our family. See after me, say, Father, Father I heard your word. I want everyone here to talk, please. If you don't, with your mouth, you're justified. With your mouth, you're condemned. Okay? Say, Father. I heard your word. Say it loud. Say, but I believe your word. I confess Jesus as my Lord. I can't hear you. Say, as my Savior. I believe you came in the flesh. I believe you died on the cross. I believe you are buried. I also believe that on the third day you are raised from the dead. Therefore, everything Jesus did by his death, burial, resurrection, and ascension, I receive now into my life. I receive the gift of eternal life. Holy Spirit, come and live in me. Come and reign in me. Come and live in me. Come and reign in me. From this time henceforth. I am born again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Oh, come on. Come on. Celebrate Jesus. Woo! Hallelujah. God bless you. You are going places. You are going places. Nobody here will remain the same. In Jesus' precious name. Now, let me tell you what we are about to do. We have created classes downstairs for you. Um, we will just see shortly, give you materials, everything you need. They will give you 12 of my messages so that when you are alone, you can listen, you can do all those things. I wanted to join us 
to do the offering, to do the worship, dance with us. Don't look down. I can see somebody here so, so remorseful. Let me tell you something. You don't, what you do to a gift is to receive it. You don't feel by receiving a gift. God doesn't do anything with your former life. It's cautious. It gives you a brand new one. Okay? So dance and rejoice with us. After the service, someone is going to come here and invite you back. And then they will take you downstairs. Amen? And they won't waste your time at all. Make sure you're part of it. Don't say, well, no, I've been born again before. No, 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 no. You need these classes. And your life will remain the same. Let's make them warm as they go back to their seats. Come on, make them happy. Make them wanted. Let them feel warm. Philippians 1, 3. I thank my God every time I remember you. This indeed is the state of our hearts concerning our partners and friends, who support us through their love gifts. Your giving and prayers have made it possible for us to take the glorious gospel of Jesus to the ends of the earth. To partner with us, please visit partners.coza.org.ng. Email us through partners at coza.org.ng or call us with the numbers on the screen. Thank you for giving to the Lord. We celebrate you.